0: Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. i tell you when you get a f***ing water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Ali Bay.
0: Today is September 1st, 2019. Seven days to kick off. It is here. And Thursday night starts the season.
1: Okay, I'm just going to alt you right now and say Ralph had to Google how many days it was <laughs> until September 8th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you could say six, technically. Whatever.
1: Whatever. This is the last... (laughs) you can't. It's math.
0: This is the last (laughs) Sunday before football for the rest of our lives.
1: I know. Until February.
0: No. (laughs) That's when I go into hibernation.
1: Yeah. Green Bay and Chicago play Thursday night.
0: Kicks off the season. Week one. Should be a
1: good game. Interesting.
0: We play Sunday against... The 49ers at Raymond James Stadium, and then we go to Carolina four days later and play them on Thursday Night Football.
1: I'm so excited. We get games back-to-back.
0: (laughs) Back-to-back-to-back. And these are big games, too. We're playing up against 49ers with Quan Alexander at home. We need to win that one. They're a beatable team. And then we go to the Panthers, and we play them with he who shall not be named. (laughs) Voldemort. Voldemort. And we need to play well in there. So, boom, bam, beam
1: very exciting we had our fantasy draft last night guess who ralph drafted matt gay yes he did i told him to change his teammate team name to something like gay for you something like that
0: yeah i was gonna be like gay my my, my kicker's gay (laughs) i think he's gonna do well he's gonna score some points this year he's got a leg on him so
1: yeah and especially from that range you get more points the further out it is Mm mm-hmm smart pick up if i had thought about it for three seconds i might have done it too well you. <laughs> i didn't say a thing to
0: you until after i did it
1: <laughs> i didn't even look at anything draft related until six o'clock and our draft was at seven
0: and that's why you don't win <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't need to win you win and then we slid the money
0: <laughs> half <laughs>
1: goes into that joint bank account <laughs> half
0: eddie half <laughs> So we had a game Friday night against no, Thursday night against the Dallas Cowboys. We didn't do a podcast because the game was until, what, 1130? Yeah. So it was late. So we figured, well, we'll do one Friday. Molly came home for lunch, and then we thought, oh, wait a minute. They're going to have cuts in a little while, so we'll just do one Friday night after the cuts. And Friday night rolled around, and we went, wait a minute. The final cuts aren't until Saturday at 4. So we're like, okay, we'll do one Saturday night after all the cuts. And then by the time that rolled around, we're like, eh, let's just go ahead and do it Sunday like we normally oh, do. So yeah. We're going to put this one out a little bit earlier. We're not going to save it until Monday morning. So just go ahead and have it out so everybody can enjoy it for your Memorial Day,
1: Labor, Labor Day. Day
0: vacation. I always get those two confused I Memorial know. Day, Labor Day.
1: Memorial Day is first.
0: There's too many holidays. <laughs> That's all said I know. said no
1: one ever. <sighs> Ralph doesn't even like his birthday.
0: Hey, man, I got stuff to do. <laughs> We're sitting around celebrating life. There's life to be lived. (laughs) (laughs) The game was pretty good. It was pretty much how we called it How Everybody said it was going to be. There was no starters played except Noah Spence, who, come to find out, is not in the team anymore. They had him out there, and as soon as I saw him out there, I was like, oh, God, if he doesn't ball out, he's getting cut. And he didn't ball out, so cut it was. It was a shocker. It was a surprise, only in the sense that I thought he was going to make the team and do really good this year, but the last— Three preseason games. They kept him out there almost the whole games and he didn't do anything. He didn't play bad. He just didn't do anything. So, you know, we gave Cutter and Buckner a hard time for not starting him in the past couple years. I guess there was something to it. The guy's got not doesn't have his heart into football or something.
1: Maybe Joe Bucks fan will come out with it finally because they said that they knew when it was.
0: They always have these teaser things and then it seems like they never get satisfied with them. They yeah, never, they, they never, never tell you follow the juice. Up. We'll see, though. I'd love to find out. I'd love to know what what happened with him. because
1: And he was given every opportunity this preseason. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, he was for the past two yeah. years. They kept him out there in preseason.
1: Maybe he just chokes. Maybe he can't handle the pressure.
0: Well, it's funny because I was raving about David Kenny, Massey Wilkins, Noah Spence, They all got cut.
1: I know, no one's going to trust your judgment anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's how the cookie crumbles. I still think Nancy's a good player. He's definitely a hit-or-miss kind of guy. He makes plays, and then he makes dumb plays. I think Kenny's the same way. I'm actually surprised somebody hasn't picked him up on a 4-3 defense right now. We'll see. I think he'll get picked up. But he just couldn't cover. He could not play coverage. He had three broken down key. He went into coverage three times that I saw, and all three times he messed up.
1: And at that point, you're a liability.
0: Yes. So I, I, I totally understand why they would cut him. But, you know, a 4-3 defense that needs a good edge rusher, he would be good. He'd be good. If nothing else, he'd be good as a rotational guy.
1: Right. Some depth.
0: Yeah. But he didn't do anything. He got out there. He needed to come out. Like and, and Bruce Arians said that, you know, I want these guys to play so that I can't cut them.
1: And you saw the ones that really took that to heart and showed up. And then the guys who didn't.
0: David Kenny was one of them. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. Noah uh,
1: Spence was one of them. Noah On is the flip of side of that, the ones that did show up, Pat O'Connor, who earned himself a roster spot, played Jack, really well.
0: Yep, Jack Sitchi.
1: Sitchi. Uh Greg Almond had a tweet today clarifying that how to pronounce it. He said some people are making it sound like peachy. That's not right. It rhymes with itchy. Oh, Sitchi.
0: My apologies, Greg. <laughs> it's Sitchy.
1: You should apologize like, to Jack. Yeah, Sitchy. Like, like, like itchy. You got an itch? Yes. Itchy. Sitchy.
0: sitchy. Sitchy.
1: Yes. Where would we be without Greg?
0: Tanner Hudson, of course, showed up again. That guy, he's going to be a, a great asset to this team. I really, really, really hope. And I'm seeing it in the preseason. Didn't see it much Friday night. But these three tight end sets, I think we could do some really crazy stuff on this. We, I have never seen. A team with this many good tight ends on them.
1: Okay, but can you explain to me Anthony Auclair? No. I do not understand why he's still on the team.
0: Maybe he's the best blocker? I don't know.
1: That must be it, but all I can recall from last season is that he couldn't catch anything, and he was good for at least one penalty a game.
0: Well, you should send a note to <laughs> B.A. Say, <"Hey." laughs>
1: What is it with this guy? So I was surprised that he made the team. And he was still here.
0: I was a little surprised too. But I don't I don't think they want so many rookies. I mean, we are the second youngest team in the league right now. Really? Yeah. I mean that'll change once you know everybody starts shuffling players around and picking up guys and adding them to the team and cutting guys. But yeah, we're the second youngest. Right behind Philadelphia? No, Miami. <laughs> Miami. Miami. Which I picked up the Ravens defense in fantasy football just because they're playing Miami week oh, one. <laughs> That's going to be a You know, they fest. named Fitz
1: as the starter,
0: <laughs> starting
1: quarterback. And they traded Kenny Stills to the Texans, which is hilarious. That's He's the one that was speaking out, criticizing the owner on Twitter. It's how you lose your job, buddy.
0: I guess the owner of the Texans was like, hey, you could come criticize me. <laughs> right. The game was interesting. I think we pretty much controlled it. Their defensive line played well. Other than that, they didn't do anything. I think we pretty much had the game under control The whole time. I really liked they had the ball with about a minute left, and they were down by two. So if they would have gotten field goal range, they would have won the game, and we stopped them. Of course, it did help that they got three penalties (laughs) back-to-back. It was
1: like a third and 40. third,
0: (laughs) Third and 20 with four seconds left. But it's good because it's been so long since we've had that where we had a defense that could stop an offense.
1: Right. It was like we would be up and the offense would come back and score, get us into the lead, and then the defense would get back on the field, and you just knew we just, were going to lose it yeah, in that last two yeah. minutes.
0: Yeah, I think it was with the Falcons, the first game last year, where they drove down the field in four plays and scored on us with like a minute left. It was ridiculous. We had way too much of that. Don't I don't think we're going to have that anymore. I mean, just these guys, no. even our third and fourth string defenses— players were playing better than our first string defenses were playing last year you know i mean our third and fourth string guys were bringing pressure getting sacks getting tackles for loss getting tackles our team's tackling yeah good to see that i did see bunting number 26 played just like brent grimes for a couple of plays and i even commented. i said do we have brent grimes back out on the field because he would, he would, he would line up and then he would just backpedal before the snap of the ball till he, until he was 15 yards away from the line of scrimmage. The receiver would just run up 10 yards, turn around and catch the ball. It's like, man, Bunting, do not watch that Grimes game fill. <laughs> it was a good game though. It was very entertaining. I like it because it's more, Now, I like strategy, but I, with football to me, it's more about the one on one matchups, you know, beating your guy, tackling, and blocking. And to me, that's what the fourth preseason game is because they dumb it down. You know, I mean, these guys, I mean, we had, Testaverde in there? Who so came in that week? It came, yeah, it came in a few days before. So I mean, we just had the vanilla plays, we ran jumbo sets. I mean, we ran pass plays out of jumbo sets, was was pretty interesting. But everything was very vanilla compared to what it's going to be during a preseason. But you see, you get to see the Jimmys and Joes, the guys going up against each other. You know more than you get to see the strategy between the coordinators. So I enjoy that. And I saw some good stuff. There's some good stuff out there. But uh, Barrett played well. Again, Shaq Barrett's going to be our star. He's taking Noah Spence's place. I
1: know. That was that was good to see. Not that Noah Spence got cut, but just that Shaq Barrett, when we signed him, he said, I came here to take somebody's job. He took it. And he did. He
0: deserved Barrett it, Barrett Square. Yeah, he, he looks
1: phenomenal. I'm very excited about him.
0: Yes, he has played great. And when you go out there in the fourth preseason game, you're going up against third and fourth stringers. Noah Spence should have ate those guys up. He didn't do anything. Barrett ate them up.
1: I will say the offense is a little different than it was last year, and I don't know if they're just playing so vanilla, but it doesn't feel like we're as high flying as we were last year.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, you know we're not
1: chunking it as much. I feel like no, and it could have been because Mike Evans isn't on the field.
0: That's a large part of it, and also because our first stringers weren't out there a whole lot. But you know we're not going to be chunking it down the field like we were with Cutter's offense. You know, I mean Cutter would be, it'd be first and five. And he's throwing 15, 20-yard passes. All the routes were 15, 20 yards downfield. We're not going to have that. B.A. has that ladder system where he's got almost every route play, he's got a short yardage guy, medium guy, and a long guy, minimum. And we didn't have that a whole lot with Cutter. Cutter, it was a lot of downfield stuff. Now, we're going to get a lot of downfield balls for sure, but it's not going to be like every play. Right. It's going to be a lot of check downs, a lot of stuff to the flats. Short stuff over the middle, slants. We're gonna get a big mix of everything. Speaking of slants, I can't believe we kept Scotty Miller over Schnell. Really surprised me. I know, me too. Snell balled out. He balled out in that first game and he balled out in this fourth preseason game.
1: It almost feels like they are forcing it a little bit with Scotty Miller.
0: That's how I feel. You know, maybe he must practice well or
1: so I mean yeah. maybe they think that they can develop him.
0: The Schnell looks like he plays with heart. I mean that one run he had, he picked up like 30 yards after the catch, and just, I mean, he had guys all over him, and he was twisting. Came out, the announcers even started talking like he was down, and he kept on going. And, and, and Scotty Miller didn't show nothing to me.
1: At all. And I don't feel like Justin Watson really has either. I know he has yeah. a little bit of the veteran presence. He's been here a couple of years,
0: but. Yeah, but he doesn't, there wasn't somebody behind him to replace him, you know, where you could say, this guy outperformed you know, I felt like Snell outperformed Scotty Miller. Just in a little bit that I saw Scotty Miller. Matter, matter of fact, well, some of the stuff I saw with Scotty Miller, I didn't like. Uh, now he's a short guy, very small, and he had Testaverde throw into him, and, you know, I don't know how much chemistry they got to each other, but Snell's got, or Scotty Miller's got a uh, small radius. You know, he can only jump at so high. <laughs> You know,
1: he's like Vita Vea, <laughs> Three inches, that's all you got.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's hard to hit in stride, I would imagine, because it's just such a small window. But he threw it, and Scotty Miller jumped up in the air, and it, it kind of like glanced off of him for an interception. And I didn't like that. I was like, one, why are you jumping? You know, I think they got on him in practice for that, because he has a habit of jumping in the air when the ball's coming at him. I don't know. We'll see. And plus, I haven't seen him have any really good contact either. We talked about that. You know, in college, we saw a lot of highlights of him, but didn't see him doing a lot of uh, breaking tackles and getting hit a lot. It was basically just him catching the ball and running.
1: Right, and I think that might be his only upside is his speed. But we haven't really seen it.
0: No, we haven't seen anything
1: And him. it's kind of irrelevant if he can't catch the ball.
0: This is true. Tested very already threw some bad passes out there, but, you know, that's—
1: he expected, expected that. He's got to be rusty, just kind of sitting around waiting for somebody to call him. And he knew he was just a rental, I think, at that point, too.
0: Yeah, a rental. A rental. <laughs> Twenty nine ninety <laughs> five a day. U-Haul Chuck. Jamal Dean had some good good stuff out there. Uh, they He had that one where the Cowboys threw the red flag. Jason Garrett said it was past interference, so they reviewed it. And at first, the announcers, which... I got to say this, announcer sucked. We'll get to that in a second. But they were all like, oh, he was all over. You know, Jamal, uh, the Buccaneers, it should be pass interference and everything. But then when they showed it in a the replay, they were all like, oh, that was really good. That was a good pass defense. I mean, they just shut up. They were like, oh. Yeah. It really was. I mean, he turned his head to look for the ball.
1: The was receiver just, wasn't even looking at the ball. Yeah.
0: And then he just, like, climbed up on the receiver. It was like, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how you do it. Yeah, he had some good pass defenses, good coverage. Bunting hasn't showed me anything. At nothing. all. Actually, the exact opposite. He's, he's looked pretty bad, if you ask me.
1: I don't, on the depth chart now, he is right behind Vernon Hargreaves and in front of MJ Stewart.
0: That's nuts.
1: That surprises me, too.
0: Man. I don't know. Maybe there's something they were not seeing. But yeah, those announcers. That game was hard to watch. I, mean, I think we turned the sound off because it was just all they were. They weren't even talking about the game. They were just sitting there. Circle jerking each other and I know being old.
1: It sounded like a bunch of old men in assisted living.
0: <laughs> talking,
1: reliving their glory
0: days. <laughs> That's sad. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> it
1: was. Am I wrong?
0: No. It, it was so annoying though because we would they did they, they wouldn't replay any of the plays they weren't even talking, weren't even talking about, about, about the
1: plays. Like there's the referee is on the field. Saying what a penalty is. They don't even have it panned to him. They have it panned to the broadcast booth. Mm-hmm. And you just hear those idiots talking. I
0: know. I'm sitting there Why are we watching the broadcast booth? I mean, they must have spent 15 minutes showing in the in the broadcast booth. And
1: yeah. then another 20 of Dallas players on the sideline giving interviews. Yeah, Jason Winton, Malik Collins. Right. And then there was a former player that was down on the sidelines.
0: It was miserable.
1: It was hard to get it through. It was hard to it get through. It was bad. Even the condensed version, we've rewatched the game twice and there will be some extended clips. (laughs) Like they cut out most of the the bullshit, but you do kind of get a little bit of the interview. So that was just irritating. I think one of the broadcasts, it wasn't ours, got BA cussing (laughs) on the broadcast, on the live broadcast. Did they? Yeah, Jenna Lane tweeted about it (laughs) and they had to apologize Uh... like right after the. The broadcasters did.
0: That's funny. Who is number 22? Is that Harris?
1: Harris. Yeah, Devontae Harris. Devontae
0: Harris or Devontae? Devontae. He got cut. He, he got cut. He, he had a good game. He I thought well. so,
1: too. I was surprised that he got cut, especially in favor of—he's a safety, right? What was he? Corner, right? Corner. Yeah. So, they cut him, but they kept, like, Sean Murphy bunting or MJ Stewart, even. I thought he outplayed MJ Stewart.
0: But then again, he got a— Remember, he's going up against third and fourth stringer, so, you know.
1: Right, but you didn't see Sean Murphy Bunting showing up against him. No,
0: this is true. This is true. I didn't see Bunting do anything all preseason.
1: At all. That was
0: good. Some do plenty of screw-ups.
1: Yeah. I get, though, when you invest, what yeah. was he, a third or a second? No, he's the second. So I get that.
0: 39th overall.
1: Yeah. I mean, I get why they want to keep him, but. Yeah, yeah. Still, it's just unfortunate that you have someone else who showed up in the game And they get cut.
0: Mazzy Wilkins, number 37, had all teeth candy's number. Like I said, he's hit or miss. He had some really good plays. And then he had some really bad plays against Dallas. He had that one penalty for hitting the quarterback out of bounds, which you know B.A. just hates that. And he had a penalty uh, against the Miami Dolphins, something similar. Personal foul.
1: Yeah, that really cost us, too.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And then he missed a tackle for a loss a couple plays earlier Right before the uh, penalty happened. I mean, he had that guy dead to his rights in the backfield, and missed him. And then he had the missed tackle against 83, the wide receiver that ended up going like 80 yards for a touchdown. But I mean, that guy did some really good running.
1: And I think there were like three Bucks players that yeah, missed so, too.
0: Right. But Mazzy was the first one. He got there, tried to wrap the guy up, and then just slid right off him. Well, one thing I didn't like in both of those, the one where he missed the tackle for the loss and the one where he missed the receiver for the 80-yard touchdown. After he got up, he just kind of jogged after the guy. Didn't run real hard. they not like to see that. Both both times, he just kind of got up. Kind of like he was pouting almost. Just kind of like, oh, man. He should have been chasing them guys down. Hard to make up for that. But then, he had a great tackle in the fourth quarter. 8:15. I think it was a tackle for a loss. And I think he had a batted pass in the second quarter. So, I mean, the guy makes good plays. But then... Has those brain farts and makes bad plays. So, anyhow, he's on the practice squad now. We cut him on the practice squad. We're going to talk about that. David Kenny did not make it to the practice squad, and I'm surprised nobody's picked him up yet. We'll see. Oh, you know what? I forgot all about this. Before we get going any further, I got a follow-up. It's been so long, I forgot all about it. We were talking about The Blind Side, the movie. Uh And uh, we talked about Michael Orr. He is the guy who the movie was about. He played for the Ravens. He also played for the Panthers and the Titans. And you had said that he didn't like the movie. Yeah. Okay, so I did a bunch of research on this, found some fascinating stuff out. Now, Michael Orr had a great first year, but not good after that. It's like when the movie came out, he became like a celebrity. And he said it ruins his game. He ruined his game. He said that movie ruined his career. Uh, he was cut by the Titans just a year into a four-year, $20 million contract. <laughs> he has this, he had this to say about the movie. He said, I'm not trying to prove anything. People look at me and they take things away from me because of a movie. They don't really see the skills and the kind of player I am. That's why I get downgraded so much, because of something off the field. This stuff, calling me a bust, people saying if I can play or not, that has nothing to do with football. It's something else off the field. That's why I don't like that movie. He picked an autobiography in 2011 called... I beat the odds from homelessness to the blind side and beyond. And dissatisfied with how the blind side portrayed him in his upbringing or it took to the pen and pad for his autobiography and he aimed to write many of the supposed inconsistencies of the film and to fill in any gaps that might have been left in his story. Uh, in the book, he gives a more thorough look into his childhood, corrects some misconceptions about the film and expands some on the stories of the film that left unresolved. But yeah, he hated the movie. Not so much because of the content of the movie but what it did to his career. He felt like People were watching him. He did a whole bunch of interviews about it. But he said, offensive linemen don't get watched. But he got watched. He said every game he played, people would come up to him and be like, talking about the movie. And he was like, he'd go to a team and everybody would talk to him about the movie. And he's like, look, I'm here to play football, not the movie. And he said that he got a lot of scrutiny because of that movie. He's like, I'm an offensive lineman. Nobody cares about offensive linemen. But because I was in that movie, everybody can't stop talking about me. He's like offensive lineman. We're not built to have attention like this. So I found it very fascinating.
1: Uh, well, I don't blame the movie so much as I would him.
0: Yeah, I you know a little thin skin. Yeah, that's your
1: it. that's a character flaw to me.
0: Yeah, and it could be an excuse for yeah, not playing well that too. too. He's uh, supposedly still friends with Sandra Bullock, who played his adopted mother in the movie. Apparently, she f- followed him around from team to team and went to his games and supported him. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Kinda of weird if you ask me. I mean, yeah.
1: But I mean if, if that's what you get out of the movie is a friendship with Sandra Bullock. Can't be all bad.
0: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> all right, so anyhow, that's a that's the follow up in fact checks.
1: Okay. We got that out of the way.
0: Got it out of the way. It was very interesting. I have to watch that movie one day. If there's some football in it. I don't want it to be, you know a lot of these movies are stories and then a little bit of football. I like the movies that are like football, football, football. Of course I like if it was up to me it'd be football, football, football every day, all the time. About everything.
1: Just watch football, then. Don't watch movies.
0: Well, when I watch movies, I want to watch movies about football. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had players get cut. We're down to our 53-man roster.
1: All right. So, let's go through the cuts and pull out the, maybe the surprise ones or upsetting ones. And we also put JPP on the non-football injury list. That's right. So, that means that he can't come back, I think, until week seven, week six. But it's a, it's on track with what they said initially, October, mm-hmm. November.
0: A tree called this, right? He he did the video, a really good video. If you haven't checked it out, he's got a video where he really breaks down the injury to JPP. And he, he's been almost spot on with all of his stuff here about what's going to happen with JPP. But with this, placing him on non-football injury list, we'll we'll put that, we'll, we'll retweet Tree's video. Molly will. She's in charge of all that. But with putting him on the non-football injury list, we don't have to pay him for the games he misses. Right. So we're saving a few million dollars.
1: They can pay him if they want to. Really? Yeah.
0: So are they going to be jerks and not pay him? I don't know. Would
1: you pay him? (laughs) No. I don't think so either. Well,
0: I don't know. If you expect him to come back and play hard, you probably won't pay him.
1: Which, he's got a baby coming in October.
0: Oh, well, congratulations, JPP. Yeah.
1: So the baby will be born right when he's about to come back (laughs) to the field. (laughs)
0: He's going to be like, please, get me out of this house. I'm going to hit somebody. So he's going to be back October?
1: October, November. I think week late seven. October.
0: Week seven is the first time he can come back, or is it week I eight? I think so. Okay.
1: With the NFI thing. Right. I think it's like week seven or week eight. But as far as the injury goes, I don't know hmm. when he'll be ready. Ryan Smith was put on reserve. He's suspended by the commissioner. Right. So
0: PEDs, right?
1: Yes. Cairo Santos. Okay, so Mackay wins the kicking battle. I think everyone kind of saw that coming. But we were hanging on to Cairo, reportedly trying to deal him, but I guess nobody bit. So he'll be picked up immediately. Probably. There's a lot of teams having kicker troubles. Our running back situation, we're only keeping three running backs.
0: That really surprised me. Me
1: too. We We released Andre Ellington and Bruce Anderson, and then we brought Bruce Anderson back to the practice squad.
0: I figured Andre Ellerton wasn't gonna make it because he just he just cannot pass protect at all.
1: No, that year out of the league did not do him any
0: favors. He was great with catching passes and running. But he had a catch.
1: fumble too. Yeah, he had a fumble. Um.
0: So we've got three running backs, which is very strange. We might be saving a spot for, you know, free agent running back. That we've talked about so we might just get another running back to put on there. Who knows?
1: But now as it stands, it's Peyton Barber, Rojo and then Dare.
0: Which Dari has a real possibility of moving up on that depth chart. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think so too.
0: We're keeping four quarterbacks: Jameis Winston, Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Griffin, and Nick Fitzgerald. Who but he's was, on
1: the practice squad. He
0: was put on the practice squad.
1: Two surprises in the secondary: Isaiah Johnson was waived, mm-hmm. who was with us last season. He played okay last.
0: Yeah, I last game
1: right. I thought. And Ken Terrell Bryce, who was a free agent, we signed from Green Bay so he didn't make it. It was kind of that veteran presence in the secondary that we thought he was going to add, but he didn't really show up, I didn't think, in the preseason.
0: I didn't like him on film with Green Bay, but I chalked it up to Green Bay was just a shit show last year, so maybe it was the coordinator issue, but he, he had way too many bad plays for me.
1: I didn't even notice him. John Battle, another safety. We waived him, but he made it back onto the practice squad.
0: Bruce Anderson, running back, he was waived but put back on the practice squad. Yeah. Which surprised me. I thought he was going to be our fourth running back, especially as goes he performed in the game against Dallas. Yeah,
1: I really liked when I saw them. But I think Greg Allman had a tweet about how we've brought a lot of guys up from the practice squad who are now starters. So it's not like they're just gonna be on the practice squad and their career ends. Right. Uh, we also traded with the Pittsburgh Steelers for a tackle. Gerald Hawkins. Hawkins.
0: Yes, I watched. I went back and I watched as much footage as I could from him during the regular season. He only played with Pittsburgh in 2017. I mean, he was with the team last year, too, but he never made the field. But he played in 2017. He started one game, but it was really weird. He started the game, but he didn't really play in it. He was just in on jumbo packages. I don't know what that was all about. They had him listed as a starter, though. But he only showed up in, I think, five or six games in 2017. And only in one of them did he have more than 20% of the snaps. So, so he, not
1: a whole lot of playing time.
0: No, no. And from what I did see of him, I was like, eh. wasn't too impressed. But then again, like I said, he was playing out of position. He was in the jumbo packages and
1: was he better than Donovan Smith?
0: I never got a chance to see him play in left tackle. Now, he played against us week one in preseason. I'm going to go back and watch that and see if I can get any information out of it.
1: Well, that's where he's listed as right behind Donovan Smith.
0: We couldn't find anybody to back up Donovan Smith.
1: I guess not. Yeah, Cole Boozer got the boot deservedly, so I thought.
0: I was surprised that we got rid of Brock Rubel, Laribus, and...
1: Poles.
0: Yeah, yeah. was another one. I mean, they played pretty decent.
1: And none of them made it to the practice squad either. Nate Trewin, who was listed at center, we did bring him back to the practice squad. But none of the other depths.
0: Yes, of all of them, I never would have said Trewin.
1: Right, exactly. Well, I wonder if they did it because center is the only position where we don't have a backup. Donovan Smith is being backed up by Jerome Hawkins. Ali Marpet is being backed up by Zach Bailey. Alex Kappa has Earl Watford and DeMar Dotson has Kayla Benanock. But we have a hole there at center. So maybe it's just a contingent in case that becomes an issue. Hmm.
0: Well, we know Ali Marpet can play center if need be, although he can't play it very well. <laughs> I mean, not that he can't block from center, but.
1: Right, like those if,
0: hand those snaps to Jameis Winston that year with Ali Marpet were atrocious. I think there was like six fumbled snaps between them.
1: And I think mid game, if Ryan Jensen were to ever go down, you can have Ali Marpet finish the game. Right. Zach Bailey come in, and then you bring up Traywin from the practice squad. Right. The next, if it's a long term thing.
0: Zach Bailey played well during the preseason.
1: Yeah, I liked him. Our wide receiver situation, we've got Mike Evans backed up by Brashab Perryman and Bobo Wilson. I was on the fence about Bobo. Mm-hmm. He's now going to be our kick and punt returner.
0: Yeah, he's the only one that showed anything in kick and punt returns. Yeah. So we had to keep him, I guess. I guess so. Then we got Chris Godwin, Justin Watson, and Scotty Miller.
1: I just don't get that.
0: Yeah, the Scotty Miller thing. it has got to be something there we haven't seen. Maybe. On defense... On our defensive line, we got Ndamukong Su, Vita Vea, and William Golston are the starters. Backing them up is Rakim Nunez-Rochez, a.k.a. Nacho. Behind Vita Vea is Bo Allen. And then behind William Golston is Patrick O'Connor.
1: I felt like he was one of those that showed something so that he couldn't be cut. Like, I was really impressed with him week he, four. He
0: played well week four, but he's played well all preseason. Yeah, been
1: pretty consistent. What
0: happened to Ledbetter? Cut. When did we cut him?
1: Saturday. He was injured.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So we, we might give him an injury settlement and then bring him back later. He played pretty well for his his snaps.
1: What did you think about Anthony Nelson? He's backing up Carl Nassim. I don't remember really seeing him. I,
0: he, he, he popped a little bit.
1: He did? Yeah. Okay. And then we've got, on the other side, Shaq Barrett and Damona Harris, which... Both Harris's, Damone and Devontae, I thought, played well. Devontae didn't make it, but...
0: Yeah, I was surprised Devontae didn't make it. But yes, both Harris's played well. Shaquille Barrett definitely deserved his spot there, taking it from Noah Spence.
1: And then with the inside linebackers, no surprise, we've got Devin White and Levante starting. Kevin Minter, Jack Sitchi behind Devin White. And then Dayom Buchanan and Devontae Bond behind Levante.
0: Our linebacking core, our inside linebackers are definitely stacked. I mean, those guys, all of them are good. Devin White, Levante David, Kevin Minter, Dalen Buchanan, Jack Cici, and Devontae Bond. Those guys just ball out. I know. So
1: they were lighting it up.
0: Yeah, Kevin Minter and Jack Cici and De- Devonte Bond really played well during the preseason.
1: The secondary at corner, we've got Carlton Davis and Vernon Hargreaves starting. And then Carlton Davis is backed up by Jamal Dean. Vernon Hargreaves is backed up by Sean Murphy Bunting and MJ Stewart.
0: Now, Jamal Dean, he really impressed me.
1: Yeah, for me, he was injured, right?
0: Yeah, he, started, he didn't okay, the I was going first gonna game.
1: say He didn't really show up to like, the third game. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he wasn't in. <laughs> <laughs> but he played well once he got back out there.
0: Very well. Very surprised. I'm, I am so happy with our defense. You see these guys... In coverage, they are sticking to their man. They're looking at the football. They're making tackles. Seeing a lot of man-press coverage. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I'm excited.
1: I am, too. And then at safety, we've got Mike Edwards and Jordan Whitehead starting. Edwards is backed up by Darian Stewart. And then Justin Evans is backing up Jordan Whitehead.
0: Now, Jordan Whitehead and Darian Stewart showed up in the preseason. Mike Edwards, I didn't see a thing from him.
1: Was he even playing? That's what I was going to ask you. I thought... Again, like, Jamal Dean, was he injured? I don't remember. I just don't remember even noticing him.
0: Yeah, he only played 11 snaps this preseason. They were all in week one.
1: I think that he's battled some injury issues.
0: And they're going to make him a starter, a rookie starter, with 11 preseason snaps. Huh? We'll see how that works out. Interesting. I didn't know he... I thought he played in more than that.
1: Apparently not.
0: Apparently not. Now you know. Now we know. We do have a lot of young guys on our team, and we have a lot of starters on our team. But one thing we do have, and I love this, 28 of our 53 initial players right now were drafted by the Buccaneers. Wow. Homegrown team. I love that. I love it, love it, love it.
1: That's more than half. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up.
0: (laughs) I'm a big fan of drafting players, developing them. Keeping them on your team. Let them, let them be this, the only team they know is the Buccaneers. I think that's great. That's the way to do it. I'm not a big fan of free agents. You know, you get guys every now and then it's good. You know, you want to get a player like a Sue or a, uh,
1: Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson.
0: We needed the receivers at the time. So, you know, every now and then it's good to plug a hole or if there's a guy you just know is going to be great, you want him on your team or, you know, for character issues, whatever. It's okay. But I don't, I can't stand teams that, and we were in the we were doing that a lot. We started doing that where we were just filling our starting positions with a bunch of free agents, and I'm like, no, nah, don't like that.
1: Well we did have a lot of cap space too.
0: That's probably That's why weird. we have twenty eight guys <laughs> starting for us that are drafted <laughs> drafted
1: ran out of money.
0: yeah, so if you look at our actual starters, we've got one, two, we've only got two rookies as actual starters, both on defense.
1: That's Mike Edwards and Devin White.
0: So I like that. I like that we are not just young, we're drafted, homegrown. I mean, the whole being the youngest could change, like I said. Uh, But hopefully, these guys will learn from Ndamakong Su how to shove players, shove quarterbacks after they throw the pass and get fined. Sounds like they're following in his footsteps already. We got Ndamakong Su got fined uh, like 22,000 for his push against, was it Mayfield?
1: No, it was – oh, yeah, it was Mayfield.
0: And, yes. and then Damone?
1: Damone Harris was fined about 21000 for hitting the Dolphins quarterback. That's per Greg Allman.
0: All right, so Sue's teaching them something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That's
0: what the veterans are there for. Right. Teach them how to get fines.
1: Well, the veterans also have the money to spare because they've got all these big contracts by that point.
0: Yeah, so Sue got fined basically 0.2% of his salary. That was a horrible fine, if you ask me. I mean, he just pushed the guy. It wasn't even a hard push.
1: And then what about that guy that hit Jameis?
0: Right. On the
1: Browns.
0: Yeah, just elbows Jameis to the ground in the back of the head after he got sandwiched. And they didn't even
1: flag him. They didn't even
0: flag him. Eh, he's refs. (laughs) Who was it? Oh, yeah, B.A. was talking about the referees. He said, you know, I'm beginning to second-guess my opinion that we shouldn't have four preseason games we should probably have six so these refs can get the extra practice in <laughs> yeah he really tore into them. that was funny he was like these guys are horrible
1: i love seeing him lose it on the sideline except for he turns really red and i am a little worried about him having a heart attack right there
0: that would be so devastating <laughs> I know. don't even think that see positive thoughts man positive thoughts yeah i'm really i'm really 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 excited. I. I There's no question in my mind that we are going to beat the 49ers. No question whatsoever. I think it's going to be a good test for our offensive line. And what they need, they need to start the season off, get their butts whooped. Uh, Hopefully Jameis won't get happy feet so early in the year. But our defense is just going to, I think we're going to have quite a few turnovers. They're not going to get a lot of yardage. They ain't going to score a whole lot. I'm excited.
1: I'm really excited. So Wednesday, we'll have our first injury report. And I think the depth chart.
0: Right, the official depth chart. Yeah. And Wednesday's podcast will have the game preview, or are going to do that Friday? We'll
1: probably do that Friday.
0: Okay. So Friday we'll have the game preview for the 49ers. A lot of good storylines there. The best storyline is going to be us whooping their butts.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Matt Gay needs to be start kicking. The, you know, I want, I want to see him get 60-yard field goals every game so I can get them fantasy points, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Until next time.
1: Go bucks.